Welcome to another episode of the Rachel Unpack Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Medina, serial entrepreneur based in sunny Southern California, here to help women just like you unpack their inner CEO. Whether you're a mommypreneur, Christianpreneur, or a working woman wanting to tap into the new and exciting she economy and all that it has to offer wealth-minded business building women like you, you are in the right place. Every episode is dedicated to mindset, wealth, and the faith factor needed to build a successful business specifically from home. If you're new to my content and you want to tap into resources, workbooks, courses, masterminds, a community of like-minded women that can support you on your entrepreneurial journey, head on over to my website, rachelmedina.com and click any button you see that says she EO and it'll take you right on over there. In the meantime, if you're not doing so already, please follow me on social media at rachelmedina101. Let's go. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to get a raise in 90 days. So here's the unique thing about this episode is that I am normally speaking about business building mindset. So this is for those of you who might be building your side hustle from home, but still have your eight to five. Everybody says nine to five. And I always go, I don't know anybody that really starts at nine unless they own their own company. So I'm calling it the eight to five. If you're on the eight to five grind, you know, some of you are working 12 hours a day. Listen, we get it. You probably shouldn't jump ship to start your own company and until you are making enough money on your side hustle that it's, you know, covering what you make in your day job. So this, this episode is for those of you who still have your day job and you want to maximize it. You want to get the most as you can out of your day job while you have it. Okay, so here we go. How do I know this? Uh, if you don't know already, I come to you with a nearly 25-year media career, corporate, very corporate media career. Um, I worked at small media companies, large media companies, large nationwide companies, uh, media companies, regional companies, you name it. Um, I've been in leadership roles in those companies. Um, sometimes I've been the publisher, which is equivalent to in the media, in the magazine industry is equivalent to being, say, like the CEO of the company. Um, and I've been, you know, ad director, sales manager, things like that. So I'm here to tell you how to get your increase, how to get a raise in 90 days. It's, it's really, here's the thing. This is not financial advice. <laughs> I got to preface by saying it's not financial advice, but I've given this advice to about seven people, okay, um, in the last like five to six years. And all seven of them in real time, 90 days after I gave them this advice, 90 days or so after giving, this, this, giving them this advice, got the raise. And here's how it goes. When you are 90 days out from your review, okay, this is where the clock starts, why 90 days? Because people's attention spans don't really look, they're not looking at the whole year. They might have, you know, a system where they have documented a lot of things over the course of the year. And hopefully you've been on, you have not broken major rules or anything like that, or had major like attendance issues or anything like that. But I will tell you that really what sticks clearly in the mind of the hiring manager or you know your VP or whoever's doing your review, whoever you report to, who's doing your review, is the last 90 days as, as far as like their memory bank goes. After that, they're referring to their notes, okay? 
Either way, this is going to really, really help you significantly. So when you're 90 days out, this is when you want to start going into motion. And the motion looks like this. Um, you want to start showing up to the office or wherever you're at for work 15 minutes or more early, a half hour to 15 minutes before. Essentially, if you know that the owner gets there or your boss gets there, like right, like they open up, let's just say they open the office and you know they always get there at six. Maybe you need to get there, you know, at 6.30, whatever it is, whenever you know that everybody else gets there, you need to figure out what that sort of general time is and get there 15 minutes before everyone else. You don't need to do a half hour actually before everybody else, but but you should really look at when everybody else starts to trickle in, which is, let's just say it's 8 a.m., you want to get there 15 minutes before. You want to be one of the first ones in the door. So if you have a manager, an owner, that they tend to open up and, and they get there really early because a lot of owners do because they want that quiet time. They want like an hour or two, just quiet time um, before everybody you know starts to show up. So just probably give it 15 minutes. Okay, enough with that. 15 minutes before and you are going to be leaving 15 minutes after the majority of the people leave. There's always those people that they're wanting to ditch traffic and they might stay after work an hour later. You might be saying, Rachel, I have to pick up the kids from daycare. I completely understand. Getting there 15 minutes early um, is going to solve this problem. But if you can stay 15 minutes after, everybody starts to rush out um, so that you're visibly one of the last ones out the door that's a really positive thing depending on the industry you're in. I know that I came again from the magazine um, industry and in media and advertising and stuff like that. And it's 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 a grueling um, investment of your time. It's people are working 10, 12 hours easy. So this is a little bit tougher to implement, but I will tell you that the getting there early will make a difference, okay? The next thing I'm gonna tell you is quickly identify um, two to four areas of the business, okay, where you've identified that they can save money, that they can save time, that they can save resources, etc. So this is like solutions-based, okay? This is what you want to be thinking in terms of solutions-based, okay? So look around everywhere you look. It could be even like where they position the trash bins, maybe, you know. Um, and by the way, these solutions should not cost the company money. They should be saving the company time and money. Okay, so these particular solutions. So I wouldn't say like, hey, we should get a new, you know, coffee maker and a whole new coffee bar that's fine and dandy that would you know it's a good look but it costs the company money it's good for morale and the culture but that costs money so don't that's not the four that i'm talking about right now okay so you want to be thinking about two to four areas that the company can save money time resources okay and just make a note of those then you want to think of the same amount like two to four things that the company can do that will boost morale okay so these are morale boosting um, culture building ideas okay again that don't cost a whole lot of money but would have a very high impact and even if they do kind of cost a lot of money um, but they have a very high impact and they can tie a 
like a sales contest around it, which again, that would then drive revenue, increase earnings, and boost culture, okay? I'll give you an example of that one. That one would be, for example, if you say, hey, what if we do a company outing um, at the beach and, um, you know, and at once we're at the company outing at the beach, you know, we have like an auction and everybody's auction bucks are, it's basically paper money, play money that is earned or accumulated by sales points or something. So however many deals were closed, customer, you know, satisfaction reviews, fires extinguished, you name it for all areas. That way, you know, um, you use the KPIs, right? Um, and you want to be able to have this be sort of fair across all departments. So even the people in the accounting department have, you know, their um, way to earn these points, so to speak, so that everybody can participate. And then what happens is, yes, the company is spending money on, say, this like, you know, cabana or whatever, you know, on the beach, um, you know, for the day with food and catering and stuff like that. But and, oh, and these gifts and these auction items, but it gives the team something to work towards and a reason to clean up their act and increase their productivity which will boost, you know, um, revenue for the company and client experience, customer experiences and also morale, right? Because it'll become really fun. So think about those types of things. So again, four solutions-based um, ideas that will save the company time, money, and resources. And then four ideas that will probably cost the company money, but would absolutely positively boost morale. So anything when you're thinking in terms of like coming up with the morale boosters or the culture um, motivators you that, that are going to cost the money, you always want to circle it back to this will benefit the company because this will benefit the owner because this will benefit your manager because this will benefit the bottom line because so there has to still be strings attached there still has to be the house has to still win if that makes sense okay but you're creating a better player experience um it might even be how to you know with with uh team member retention because right now that's a really big issue in our work environments is uh, retention rate so you're going to have these things in mind. You're going to make a note out of them, okay? You're going to make a note of them. Then what's going to happen is, the third thing is, you're going to find opportunities to get these ideas in front of your um, superiors, okay? The leaders of your company. If your boss, you might be saying, Rachel, well, my boss is a jerk. My bro this, this woman, maybe it's a woman and she's so jealous of me. She, there's no way she's going to even hear me out you know, yada, yada. I understand that too. So you need to kind of get in front, like make sure that even if you're doing that in front of your, your direct report, that, um, that the person above them sees it, if that makes sense. So you got to shine bright like a diamond. Okay. You got to go into Rihanna mode. Um, but the way you do this is when there's a meeting and everybody's in the meeting, um, and they're saying, you know, there, there's opportunities always to identify areas of improvement for the company. If, they, if they're doing effective meetings, usually the monthly meeting, quarterly meeting, something like that, okay? This is your opportunity because you already came prepared with these ideas. And you're just going to need to present one or two max. The goal is 
to sort of have these in your pocket a few times, giving you a reason a couple times between, again, we're working within a 90 day period here, okay? So in 90 days, you should have two to three significant opportunities to present yourself as a solutions-based person um, and also as a um, person who's invested in the culture and you know of the company. And so that's those fun things that we listed earlier, okay? So again, you're gonna look for those opportunities in the meetings. If you're in a, in a, in a business environment that doesn't really have those types of meetings that gives people an opportunity to raise their hand and, and put you know suggestions in, then you know what you need to do is when you are in your boss's office or, the, or your boss's boss's office or you know, by the, you know, the coffee, you know, at the watering hole in the, in the lounge or making coffee or getting wa whatever it is at lunchtime, you need to find an opportunity to say, hey, I'd really, don't give them the, the information there. You have to say, you have to find a reason to get into their office and, and just really quick, a 10 minute little thing of their time. And that is it. And so you kind of make it official by saying, hey, you know, maybe you're making your coffee and you say, hey, John, Good morning. They're like, good morning. Just say, you know, I was thinking about uh, a, an area where we could potentially, uh, you know, save some money here. And he's going to go, really? And you go, yeah. So, you know, if you have time later today, maybe five, 10 minutes, I can pop into your office and, um, and share it with you. And it just sort of passed you, see what you think. And then they, he might say, sure, why don't you come in after lunch? Or why don't you come in? Why don't you come in right now? Okay, perfect. You want to find, get to the office. Don't do it at the coffee, you know, station. You know, don't do it at the lunch table. Because see, when you do it in those environments, um, it's super unofficial. And to the point where now you just gave them something out of thin air. They can take it and run with it. They can jump on the phone and present it as their own, et cetera, et cetera. But when you, when you act professional, by saying this is, you know, this warrants five minutes of your undivided attention. Now, you know, oh, especially if you haven't really done that before, it's going to really get their attention and it's going to see, it's going to show that you're, you know, professional and it's going to give them a glimpse of how you operate. Let's just say in a higher sort of capacity, if you will, back to professionalism. So guess what? Now you're in that person's office and you just say, hey, you know, by the way, you know, you're going to find a little tidbit that, by the way, you know, I, um, those reports you wanted, I actually got them done. And I'm going to circle back to that in a second. Um, and then say, okay, so the reason I wanted to sort of, you know, get you here for a second is I was, you know, I've been here for five years and I've noticed blah, blah, blah. And here's an idea that I had that, you know, you should probably consider and maybe you can run it past, you know, your boss and, and see what they say, you know, and it's almost like you're putting your boss in a position to look good. So although earlier I said, don't give them the idea, you know, at, you know, in, you know, at the coffee bar, uh, at the coffee station, because they're going to take it and run with it without you. Um, this is why I'm saying that I'm, you're expecting them to essentially be the winners in this situation, in the situation. You're not necessarily looking for golden stars. The person you report to, when you start making them look good, there's a there's a fine line between making them look so good that they don't want you to move up because, you know, then people are going to see that it was you the whole time. It's like you don't want to do their homework for them, okay, just so they can get into the university they've been wanting to. You just want to do just enough to show them 
you got their back, if that makes sense. Okay, just enough to make them feel supported by you, like a bit of an alliance, okay? Not a, here I'm just your assistant, assistance, assistant, take all my ideas and then you get promoted and leave me behind, no. This is just enough to form a bond, an alliance, an understanding of like, I got you. Even if you've had some weird differences in the past, this will help to sort of lower the temperature on that, okay? So you're gonna find the opportunities. You're just gonna do it once a month. If you're gonna go to their office, you're gonna do it like once a month, not once a week, okay? Not once every two weeks, like once a month because you're gonna wanna just kinda see what they do with that and see how they run the ball, okay? You're gonna be really observant. And by the, by the, okay, and then so by the end of the 90 days, there's a, you've done those things, okay? You've sort of made yourself known in front of your peers to raise your hand in the meeting and come up with these wonder, wonderful solutions-based ideas. You've come up with really culture-driven ideas. And then you've gotten there 15 minutes early, which shows your dedication. And also, you know, if they're walking by or whatever, you know, and you see trash on the ground, it's okay. Bend down and, you know, pick up the, you know, pick up the piece of paper and throw it in the bin while you're walking and talking with them. It's okay to do that. Um, that just shows, you know, you care. Think in terms of, I want to leave this place every day better than how I found it. Um, you know, and there's this sort of feeling that you care for the company. So then what you're going to do when you are about, um, oh, and by the way, I'm, oh my God, I almost forgot the most important part. Then at, once you're doing all that, because this is all happening sort of simultaneously, you need to really look at the work that you do and you need to figure out how to get incredibly efficient at the work that you do. Okay. So you need to figure out how to get, if the reports are due by end of day, get the reports due by lunchtime, okay? If the reports are due by end of day, get the reports due by lunchtime, and then send an email and say, um, hey, John, um, the reports that you requested by end of day are attached here. Please take a look. Um, if you, if you, you know, need me to make any adjustments, you know, please let me know, you know, by the end of the day, so to speak, okay? They're gonna, he's gonna, he or she's gonna be like, oh, okay? So here's the thing, I'm not asking you to do more work, right? It's these subtle little things, by the way. It's these subtle little things. So you're gonna do that 90 days, like throughout the 90 days between the idea, by the time you're hearing this and 90 days out and you're wanting the review, you're gonna say, you might be saying to yourself, Rachel, we don't really do reviews at my company and I haven't had a review, a review in three years. That's actually perfect. Um, because now you're going to request a review. So you're still going to wait the 90 days and you're going to request a review. Now, when you request the review, okay, or when you know the review is coming up in, in a week or two, mostly like, like if, once your review is about 10 days out, eight days out, seven days out, whatever, um, no less than seven days, you want to make sure that you communicate with your manager that's going to be doing the review um, acknowledge that the review is coming up and that you would like to, you know, schedule, add this to your calendar officially, get it on the calendar so that you could better prepare or whatever, whatever you want, you know, you want to say, but you want to get it on the calendar, get them added to that event and get it on their calendar. So there's no excuse or reduces the excuse for them to not do the review. 
Um, it shows that you're taking initiative. It shows that, you know, um, yeah, it shows that you want to have a discussion that's higher level. And again, you're almost, it's called managing up. You're kind of acting essentially as a manager at this point. If you're not already, this is, this is what it kind of, the message it conveys. Now you have your review booked. It's in seven days. What you're going to want to do is go to LinkedIn okay um or any major job search platform but linkedin is a great one and you're going to look up the current title that you have okay and look at the scope of work look at all the job posts with the scope of work make sure that the scope of work is pretty much 80 percent in line with what your scope of work is at that company okay and look at what they're paying look at what the, the starting salary is don't look at the ones that they don't have the salary ranges you're going to want to look at the ones that do have the salary ranges. This is going to give you a perspective as to where you stand currently in the market um, in relationship to your job that you're getting paid for now. It could be this. Keep in mind, you might have gotten the job five years ago and you have, you know, made your little moves here, gotten your little five, three to five percent increases. Maybe you've gotten higher increases and you may still be way off the mark to what the current market is paying for your scope of work. OK, this is very common, but incredibly common right now because minimum wage has gone up in some places to like twenty two dollars an hour. So you really want to be mindful of the fact that although it might be frustrating, to have someone brand new be hired at your company coming in at higher pay than you when you've been there five years, this is why that's happening, okay? It's because of the market conditions right now. So you wanna have a few LinkedIn job post examples, not just one. You wanna really do your homework on this, spend a, you know a good hour doing your research. Again, you could do cross-platform searches looking for other you know job posts. Um, that are pretty much in line with what you do and you want to get those 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 pay ranges the location of the job matters as well so if you're in omaha nebraska don't be comparing your pay rate to someone in new york or los angeles okay let's let's be realistic here um but this is what you're gonna do and now you have your arsenal now you have you might realize oh my god this is 10 whole dollars an hour more than i get paid now you might realize, oh my gosh, this is $10,000, $15,000 a year more than I'm getting paid now. That's okay. That's okay, by the way. Um, what you're going to do is you're going to identify the areas on those job descriptions that maybe you don't currently do in your role right now. And you're going to highlight those and you're going to research those and you're going to align those sort of tasks um, and workflows with your current company. And those are going to become sort of your negotiables, okay? So once you're in the review, you're like walking in. By the way, you're, you're dressed well this day. Your hair is done well this day. Um, and by the way, I should have mentioned also in this 90-day period, period, you're dressing better. 
your hair is groomed better um if you if you're you know makeup your makeup person a little bit of lip gloss or whatever just there you know little something that's elevated in comparison to how you normally are many of you you guys are absolute dolls you know as it is um and that's fine right but those of you who work in environments that have allowed you to be very comfortable with your dress and attire um you know we're in a very comfortable corporate environment these days um, people wear sneakers crocs i've seen all kinds of stuff um you know people put their hair in a bun they don't put makeup on they're wearing hoodies and stuff like that so i would just say you know elevate it you don't got to come in with the stilettos and the dress or anything like that but just elevate it maybe just start doing your hair if you're used to having it up you know, you know try to have it down a few days um, you know, put a little blush on, little lip gloss. This is not for flirting, by the way. It's for vibrancy. Um, smile more often, make eye contact more often, be pleasant, say good morning when you walk in, um, stuff like that. Just be more of a, a, a of a vibe. You're creating a vibe for yourself that's subtle. It's subtle. It's like, wow, you know, she must be doing, she must be happy these days. You know, something must be going really great in her life. Maybe she met someone or whatever, like make them a little curious. You know, at the end of the day, there should be a slight degree that they notice that, that becomes sort of subtly, but yet noticeable. Okay. So you're in, you're going into re, your review um, and you're going in again with a, a slightly elevated look. Um, and even if you're in jeans or whatever, maybe you have a blazer or something or a scarf you could put on for this particular, um, you know, meeting and you're going in and you're going in equipped with a notebook and a pen and you have written down the salary ranges and you have written down the difference between what you get paid and, and the newest person coming in doing the same work might be getting paid and also what the LinkedIn uh, job posts are saying with the market, right? What the market is paying at this time for your scope of work, okay? And your level of experience and years in and stuff like that. And so those are the things you're gonna, you're gonna sort of tackle in the meeting. And the way that you do this is that you say, um, you know, they're gonna lead the way and say, okay, you know, I noticed this, that, or the other. And you can say, okay, so here's, um, here's some of the ways that I've saved money for the company this year. Um, here's some of the things that I did that were a little far, like over and above, you know, so I know that my scope of work really only requires me to do this, you know, but I have been essentially helping, help, been helping Susan do this, that, and the other, you identify these, and then you want to basically say, you know, that you recognize that, um, the, the job market is paying significant, significantly more than you are earning at this time. And you would like to utilize this meeting to um, consider ways to close the gap between the current market value of what you do and what you're getting paid at this company. And you'd like to identify ways to close the gap here, you know, to close it here, meaning you want to stay here and you want to help them help you close the gap here. Um, but for them to be aware that you've, you know, that you're very aware actually, um, of what is available to you out there. Okay, so I hope I didn't like screw that whole thing up. Um, and you'll find a really wonderful, pleasant way to do this. But you can do this. And, and what you're saying is you understand that, you know, it might be a little tight right now for the company, um, but you're really hopeful that, you know, you guys can come to some, you know, pathway to closing the gap here. 
and just say, and, you know, if, you know, if, because I understand that things might be a little tight right now for the company, um, and you are, though, incredibly motivated to close that gap, um, you've identified other ways, you know, to, to increase value for what you do. And so you could say, I noticed in the market, you know, that for people that are paying, you know, for my role, um, they have also included, you know, these two additional you know, areas or scopes, you know, you know, items to the scope of work. And that's those items you highlighted from the job post in LinkedIn that you've identified that you'd be willing to do if they brought you up to market value, if that makes sense. Okay. So you're going to do all this and chances are they're going to give it to you. I mean, let me tell you, I say that with absolute confidence. Chances are they're going to give it to you. There's a huge chance. There's like an 80 5% chance they're going to give it to you. Again, I've given this advice just in passing to some friends and uh, some family members over lunch, dinner, phone calls, whatever. And, um, and it has worked all seven times. And it got me thinking the other day, I was live on TikTok, again, at Rachel Medina 101. And I was letting everybody do an AMA, like ask me anything. And they were coming to me, all, all these women that were currently in the workplace wanting to know what to do and how to do it. And I said, oh, it's easy breezy, lemon squeezy. Um, and so you, here's an example. I, I gave this adv advice to a friend of mine, um, been friends with her for years, gave her this advice. She was at the company for nine years, um, rarely ever got a raise. I mean, she got her little increments here and there, but the market had shifted so dramatically that the, the, the men that were being hired um, to report to her were being paid by a lot over her pay grade, okay? So this was this like kind of like, all right, let's get like let's huddle, let's game, let's strategize. I gave her all of this exact stuff, by the way, that I'm telling you guys. Nothing extra, nothing more, nothing less. This is what I gave her. But I also told her this, I've told all seven of them this, and I'm gonna tell you this. You have to do this with the idea that you are willing to walk away from your current job and employer to go to uh, go apply to some of these companies. It may even help you to start applying in the process just to see and get ready, okay? Um, but I will tell you, you don't even have to do that. You just have to, in your mind's eye, in your mind, think to yourself, if they don't give me a significant, if they don't close this gap by at least 90%, that's my cue to start looking. Because see, you've already done the work, right? Like you've already been looking at all the jobs out there in order to prepare for this raise. So your confidence is already probably boosted by the fact that like, oh, I could probably, you know, apply to quite a few jobs and have quite a few options. So you just have to be willing to walk away from the deal. And so that's where I learned that from sales from the very first time I was selling at Auto Trader. The owner, Maureen at the time, she said to me, the reason you're, you're not closing any deals is because you need the money really bad. If you if you want the deal really really bad, you're not gonna you're not gonna be willing to walk away when it's a bad deal. You're gonna be undercutting yourself, shortchanging yourself. You're gonna discount our product, and it's not gonna be good for us as a business or for you as an individual as a salesperson trying to make money. And it changed the way I looked at everything. And she said, let go of the outcome, but be, always be willing to walk away. Always be willing to walk away. And I was like, oh, and I've taken that all the way through even big business partnerships, by the way. I was willing to walk away and I did. And it, and it only propelled, I only bounced 10 times higher um, and further. So that's why I'm telling you this, okay? Be willing to walk away. Be, be prepared in your mind. You might have been at the company 10, 15 years. Be willing to walk away. 
always be willing to walk away. So um, it doesn't mean that you'll walk away, by the way. Don't have an attitude. This isn't about attitude. This isn't about entitlement. This isn't about arrogance or um, ego, okay? This is just business. This is strictly business. Um, especially if you love the company you're at, this is strictly business, okay? So that's what you're going to do. And I did this, you know, I, I walked my friend through this and she ended up getting brought all the way up to market value, okay? Um, they added another week to her vacation, I believe, and they in, they put in place a bonus program that gave her opportunities every quarter to hit certain KPIs um, in order for her to have these like really nice cash sort of a cash-ish bonuses. So that was all part of her saying, hey, and if you guys can close the gap, you know, I'll, you know, I've identified these areas that I could add to my, to my, to my plate. And they're going to, and they believed her because she was already turning in the reports early. She was showing, you know, that she was very efficient, you know, with being able to get the job done and stuff like that. And so that's what I'm telling you to do as well. Um, the other example of the individual that I told us was a family member. She w had not had a review in five years. She was part of a big uh, manufacturing company and she went to them, did a very similar thing. I wasn't in the room, so I can't tell you that she did the exact same thing, but I talked to her over the course of three days and sent her several even text messages back and forth when she would ask questions, okay, but what about this, what about that? Guided her through that process and she went on to do this meeting with the owners of the company because that's who she reports to as an executive assistant. And by the time they were done, <clears throat> excuse me, and she, you know, reiterated, really wanted to find a way to close the gap there at their other company because she really liked it there. They said, okay, it might be a little, it, let's, let, let us figure it out. Give us, give us some time. Let us see what we can do. So she didn't get like the answer right away. But what they ended up coming back to her with was basically acknowledging that they, that they see her as an asset to the company, that they really see them as an, her as an asset to, to them. And um, they, she's a daughter in New York, and um, they went as far as saying, hey, when's the last time that you've gone out there to see her? She said, I don't know how long, six months or a year. They, they got her tickets, round trip tickets for two, um, to uh, New York to go see my, you know, to go see her daughter, um, you know, and um, which was awesome. And then they even, I think, went as far as asking her how much she owed on her vehicle, which I think at the time was like seven, $5,000 or something like that. And they paid off her vehicle and they closed the financial gap. Okay. So when I tell you that's just two out of the seven examples, everybody else got exactly what they wanted. They got the, or they got within like an inch of what they wanted. Like they got within 90%. Um, and the rest was sort of tiered and they gave them, you know, like, you know, gift cards or whatever they did. So I'm telling you right now, like, Key, like favorite this episode if you are still working for someone else while you're possibly trying to build your side hustle and really start making notes of this and start putting this into play. You could even have a long game strategy like maybe you just had your review and you can go, oh my God, Rachel, I just had my review last month. Now what? Well, you got a year to go and um, you could even request a mid-year, a mid-year review just based on market conditions and wanting to close the gap. Um, but I recommend just, you know, like if you like it there at the company, just now you have a longer runway to play this out and you have more opportunities to shine and maybe even get promoted. So I think if you are more than six months out from your review, the game plan should try to get to be to try to get promoted with pay, get, you know, closing the pay gap. 
Um, but if you're like within, you know, four to three months, you know, four to ninety days, four months to ninety days away from your review, um, then just go for the pay gap, okay, to close the pay gap. I hope that this episode has encouraged you to secure the bag, ladies. <laughs> and again, if you are working a full-time job and you are tired of doing so and something in you says you are meant for more and you're seeing all these buzzwords on TikTok and social media about side hustles and you are curious as to what options are available to you, where are women making money from home right now in this economy with this technology, head on over to the CEO platform. Again, the link is in the show notes. There's also a link in my bio if you go to Rachel Medina 101. You can also go to my website, rachelmedina.com, and you will see all access points there. See you next week. If you're new to my content and you want to tap into resources, workbooks, courses, masterminds, a community of like-minded women that can support you on your entrepreneurial journey, head on over to my website, rachelmedina.com and click any button you see that says she and it will take you right on over there. In the meantime, if you're not doing so already, please follow me on social media at Rachel Medina 101. Let's go.